0: Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 88 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in Exodus chapters 1 to 6 in the week of March the 21st to March the 27th. And today we're going to look at uh, Exodus chapter 3. So, as we mentioned yesterday, the Lord appears to Moses in the burning bush, and we don't know exactly what Moses sees. We don't know exactly uh, what uh, is, you know, a present to him. But what we do know uh, is that um, there's this mention of this burning bush, um, and. Um, Obviously, it may well be uh, just a bush that looks like it's on flames but not being burned, just to show them a miracle uh, of the Lord. Uh, If you look, uh, though, um, at other visitations of the Lord to individuals, there is always a reference of a brilliant light. For example, with the prophet Joseph Smith, a pillar of light and so on. And if you look in the first account of the first vision, in the actual handwriting of Joseph, uh, you can see... That he first describes it as, uh, fire, um, that that lights the, the the trees around him, but then he changes that word from fire to light, and he seems to s- feel that that is a better way to describe what he sees. And this may be what we're seeing right now in Moses. That, in order to explain just how bright and and brilliant this is, that he he, tra- he describes it as fire. Um, But it may just be a light that looks like it's going to burn everything around him. It's such a brilliant light. Um, And then the Lord calls Moses and Moses responds saying, here am I. Now in verse 5, the Lord teaches us another lesson. He says, draw not thine hither, put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. So Moses is invited to remove his shoes um, off his feet. Um, and I don't think it's simply because um, the Lord won't um, doesn't like him wearing his shoes. I think that there is a lesson being taught here and a few things on our different levels that we can take from this as well. Uh, first of all, that the Lord invites us to make changes in our lives so that we can come closer to him. Uh, he's saying this to Moses and he invites us to do this as well to remove certain things from our lives so that we may come closer. And it may not be that, you know, he asks us to do everything at once, but throughout our lives, he asks us to remove certain things or change certain things or to focus on certain things more than others so that we can come closer to him over time. So I guess one thing for us to consider is what things do we need to remove off us so that we can then draw closer to the Lord uh, so that we can draw hither to him. The other thing, of course, he's teaching us is about the importance of sacred places. G. Um, Hillam taught, quote, quote, the Lord taught Moses about sacred things and places. We too have the opportunity to stand in holy places. Temples, church buildings, and your home should command your respect because they are sacred. Um, you will need to recognize the value of, and value all that the Lord has revealed as being sacred. One of the most significance of is the sacred nature of your own body. How we act and dress reflects how we regard where we are and who we are. Close so all of the things which were just mentioned in that uh, are great important things to remind us about the sacredness of places and things which the Lord has designated as as sacred. Uh, and we need to treat and respect that um, in that way. The Lord then tells Moses, um, and notice by the way, that the Lord in your uh, Bible is written in small capital letters. That is meaning that the name of the Lord is being used here, uh, but it's being replaced with Lord in the small capital letters out of respect for not using his name, which we will be talking about in a moment. Um The Lord talks about how he has seen the afflictions of his people, how um, the people are suffering, and he he knows that, and he is going to send Moses to deliver them. Straight away, we see Moses as a a physical saviour for these uh, Hebrews, and it is a reflection and a a symbol of our spiritual saviour who will save us from uh, spiritual death uh, and also physical death, uh, but also just you know the spiritual nature of our Savior and how He is our Savior and Redeemer of mankind in the spiritual sense. Um, so, in verse 11, Moses then says to God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the is- Israel out of Egypt? Um, this is obviously, you know, Moses feeling like he is not worthy to do this thing, or that he is not the right person. Uh, and it's difficult uh, for him. And how many times do we, perhaps, um, whether it's callings at church, or whether it is uh, a challenge in our lives, or whether it is uh, something that we are asked to do, basically, that we just don't feel like that we can do it. But the Lord's response is a comfort to him. He says, As certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, so ye shall serve God upon this mountain. So the Lord's asking him to come back to this mountain, which we do believe to be Mount Sinai uh, at this moment in time. But then verse 13 is interesting. And it indicates that Moses isn't fully aware who who God or who the Lord is. Or perhaps he is, but he wants to know exactly what to say to these, to the people in Egypt. And when you think about it, you know, the number of years that they've spent uh, in Egypt and um, the number of gods that they've they've known about the number of uh, false images that they've maybe worshipped um, in the in the land of Egypt. He wants to know which God uh, is sending him so that he may tell them. Uh, and in verse 14, it says, God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say to the children of Israel, I am have sent me unto you. He is saying that he is God, the the one that has been from the beginning, the one that is now and the one that always will be. Um, and that is obviously for the Israelites, uh, the, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, uh, which he refers to as well. Um so this is clear instructions given. And then the Lord goes on and explains how the the, the king of Egypt will not let them go. But then in verse 20, um, after saying that they will try and use their mighty hand to keep the uh, the Hebrews or the Israelites in Egypt, he says, And I will stretch for, stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you, you go. Um, the Lord is... Preparing Joseph for the challenges that will come up uh, in his experience with the Egyptians. Because, of course, it will not be a simple case of asking and, the, and Pharaoh letting them go. But the Lord promises Moses that he will be with him and that he will do his part uh, to make it all happen. And he says this to us as well so often, um, which we can take great comfort and hope from as well. We then go uh, into Genesis, uh, not Genesis, Exodus chapter 4. Um, and Moses is still uncertain he is still questioning he's still wondering how he's going to manage this it is such a a huge task he himself has lived in Egypt for 40 years and seen the oppressive nature of the Egyptians and how um, strong they are basically and I suppose that Moses is asking for support and reassurances and um, some may argue that, that that means he doesn't have the faith, but I, I don't know. I think that um, the Lord certainly doesn't seem to be displeased uh, with Moses' questions. And he is answering them uh, pretty instantly and specifically, which again is not always what the Lord does. You know, sometimes he answers through different means or through different answers. Or sometimes he doesn't answer at all and waits until we're ready for the answer, but he does answer him. Uh, and gives him further comfort. And so clearly here, these questions are being, li- are being guided by the spirit. Um, Moses asks about them not believing him. And Paul H. Dunn uh, said this, quote, do you think it is difficult to be a prophet? As you read the scriptures, you cannot help but be impressed with the fact that the calling of a prophet is a most difficult assignment. In fact, you'll be astonished to find that when some of the prophets first received their callings, they pleaded with the Lord not to send them forth. These men felt incapable. They felt that there were others who were more readily accepted. But in spite of their own feelings, to be the contrary, they went forth and delivered their messages because God had called them. And I wonder if um, it's concerning if an individual who is called by God to do something or has to do something feels like that they can do it all by themselves and that yes they are ready and you know they've got the skill set to do it all to to do it all because that kind of individual will not rely on the Lord they will not um, see his guidance and support and strength and 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 sometimes they may even forget to recognize that it is his work that they are doing so this is also probably why Moses has been chosen in this sense too. Thank you so much for listening today and I hope you enjoyed the study. Please join the Facebook group and join the discussion there. And until we meet again.